Inside the Health Plan Studios in the Dale B. Miller Building in Morgantown. It's time for the state's most listened to sports talk show. This is the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. CityNet, cybersecurity experts for the digital age. And now, across the state of West Virginia and beyond, Sportsline is on the air. And we welcome you into a Wednesday evening edition of the CityNet statewide sports line coming to you from the dale miller building in downtown morgantown joe bricado filling in this evening and as always privileged to be seated next to the one and only coach greg hunter coach good evening good evening joe thanks for coming in i appreciate that absolutely uh looking forward to a, a good show and we will be uh, in the second segment joined by the new executive director of the wv SSAC David Price. He was installed into that position yesterday. He will be the official replacement for Bernie Dolan when Dolan's retirement begins on July 1st. So we will get David Price's thoughts on the state of high school athletics in West Virginia, what led him to that job, and looking forward to that conversation coming up in about 15 minutes from now. We'll be joined by David Price. Coach Hunter, I know that it has to be here somewhere in the building but i haven't run across it yet we all know what a week from today is don't we apparently i don't Th- that would be the first day of summer oh i get you I get also, you. I the, see where also you're going. the last day of summer uh <laughs> according to the definition of some and i'm sure that there has to be a countdown on the wall somewhere here in the Dale Miller building, but I, I haven't come across it Probably. Yet. I try to ignore anything that uh, that Tony starts going in that direction, so uh, I, I guess that's why I left it out of my mind when you started to go there. It is kind of strange because I'm on the uh, the morning shift uh, this week with uh, Kyle Wiggs out of town on vacation, and uh, when it's, there's still a little bit of sunlight when you're trying to go to bed at 9 o'clock, it, it's a difficult task. It's, it's more difficult than uh, one would probably imagine, but... Uh, we, yeah, we, we press through it. That harder going to bed at that hour or getting up at, I don't know what time you... The, the alarm rings and rings loudly at three. So oh. that's... Uh, yeah, I get up yeah. at three, go to the bathroom and go back to bed. <laughs> understood, understood. Well, lots to get to on the show this evening, and we thank you all for uh, tuning in tonight and uh, re- recruiting news for football, and that's been pretty common over the last week. A sixth verbal commitment in the course of really the last uh, six days for the Mountaineers, and the latest to join the class of 2024 is Zay Jennings. He's an athlete from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, is enrolled at Winton Woods High School this year, played at Coleraine High School a year ago, and I guess the big question is, Coach Hunter, he comes in as an athlete. Where might he played for the Mountaineers well, when he arrived. Well, he played arrives. a lot of quarterback as well as defensive back um, last year at Coleraine. So um, he's that athlete type. Now, almost everybody expects him to be a defensive back and, a, and, and probably a safety um, in college. Uh, matter, you know, 6'2", 190, he's got some size to him. He's he's really a, an option-type quarterback. So um, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, he's he's – 
definitely done with quarterback in high school, but I think the odds of him playing quarterback at the next level are, are slim. But I'm not positive what ultimately what safety position he plays. I mean, athletic enough, he could even get a look at corner, but depending on how his body grows, that's what you say. 6'2", 190, uh, you know, he's a, he's a free, he's a cat, he's a spear. I've even seen guys uh, with this kind of frame grow into linebackers. So you take an athletic kid that's got skill, and um, you just let his body do what his body ultimately will do once he gets into the strength and conditioning and the nutrition program at the Power 5 level. West Virginia gets a commitment. He had a bunch of offers from mid-level programs, Purdue and Cincinnati, um, the top two Power 5s along with West Virginia uh, that had offers in front of him, and he commits to West Virginia today. Uh, As you mentioned, he is the... Uh, ninth overall prospect in this class and the um, second defensive back that West Virginia has gotten. Uh, Keelan Flo committed yesterday from Columbus. He's probably going to start as a corner at West Virginia, though also could eventually be a safety as well. But um, we keep talking about it as all these uh, commitments come rolling in. It's that time of year. I mean, mm-hmm. lots of camp stuff going on right now, lots of visits in progress, uh, and commitments are, are spitting not just at West Virginia but everywhere, and this won't be the end of it. I mean, you're going to go really probably the, at least this complete month with a heavy dose of, of further commitments. Um, there are a bunch of guys out there. Uh, there's a really good linebacker at Aliquippa named Cameron Lindsay. Uh, that West Virginia has been hard on his final floor include WVU, Pitt, Penn State, and Cincinnati. He's supposedly scheduled to make his announcement tomorrow. Uh, We mentioned the other day Samaj Jones, quarterback from St. Joseph's Prep in Philadelphia, which is seemingly putting half their roster uh, into Morgantown. Uh, He is West Virginia hard on him. He'll probably make a decision some point. I don't know. He doesn't have one scheduled like Lindsey, but uh, at least not that I've heard, but he's he's looking at Penn State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Cincinnati as his final four. So uh, there are a lot of really good prospects out there with West Virginia offers and West Virginia interest. And uh, over the course of the next few days, next few weeks, uh, there are going to be others that are going to commit to West Virginia. But the latest being, as you said, Zay Jennings, uh, likely a safety coming to WVU from Cincinnati, Ohio. On offense last year at Coleraine, uh, he racked up over 1,100 yards of total offense. And you mentioned the two Power Five offers, or the three Power Five offers, obviously West Virginia being one, Purdue and Cincinnati being the other. Uh, the complete offer list from Jennings included Akron, Austin P, Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, James Madison, Marshall, Miami of Ohio, Ohio University, Temple, Toledo, UMass, and Western Michigan. So uh, obviously those three Power Five offers uh, offers from uh, many uh, MAC schools as well. And Jennings becomes the ninth member of the WVU class of 2024 and the sixth to commit over the last uh, six days. And I, I think the last time I was in here on a Sunday show, uh, Memorial Day weekend, I kind of asked you, you know, 
we knew that Keyshawn Robinson was in the fold and mm-hmm. he was, the, he was the second uh, young man to commit to the class. And, but I asked if they were kind of behind uh, the usual pace. And obviously once a uh, camp season starts and you get the guys on campus, it's amazing how quickly sometimes, and, and there, there's times where they'll tell the coaching staff that they verbally committed before they go public with it. Uh, cause they want to do it in their own, uh, their own fashion. But, uh, it's amazing how quick once camp season gets here and the guys uh, get on campus for the first or second time. And all of a sudden the, uh, the commitments start coming. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you never, in this business, you never panic too much, uh, in terms of how the commitment numbers start coming in. But if you get into June and, and, and nothing's happening into late June and nothing is, is happening, then you go, what, what, what's the hold up here? But uh, you know, you, you're going to get a couple early. West Virginia got one last year in, in Wink James, defensive tackle, uh, who committed to West Virginia for the class of 24 really over a year ago. But other than that, couple in the spring. Um, and now, though, things are, are going fast, and, and it will only, you know, continue at this rate for a little while now. Everybody wants to sort of get their spot in line. You know, it's sort of, you know, it's, if there's some, there are five stars out there. They can wait and do make their decisions whenever they want, and somebody's always going to have room for them. But for a vast majority of the thousands of kids that are going to go FBS level, sort of musical chairs, you know? Uh, you know, eventually the, the programs were, are going to run out of spots at that position. So if you want one, you, 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 better, you better accept it when you feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, that's interesting because the obviously the offers will stand, but they're not without expiration. And sure. I mean, how many players does West Virginia offer on an annual basis versus the 25 that they usually sign per class? And uh, so there, there is a bit of an expiration to those offers. And um, looking at the, and I guess, and you know, we, we know not to assign too much uh, to the stars that a, a particular athlete uh, has been able to acquire. But West Virginia at this point, it, it looks like a, um, a list of a lot of three-star recruits and maybe a couple of guys that are borderline four-star recruits. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon Riemann yesterday, probably if you go by um, the offers that he had, probably the the best of the batch or the most impressive resume of the batch so far. Yeah, I, I would say, depending on what recruiting service you look at, Riemann is a kid who has some four-star uh, ratings, according to some services, three-star by others. But if you look at the the offer list he has with well over 15 power five and fairly highly rated power five offers. I would agree with you. I said that last night when we were talking about him, that he, he definitely looks to be so far the most highly regarded of the commits. So to this point, but you know, again, you just never know. I, I look at this list and I think the same thing. Okay. looks really good right now. Some of these kids are going to turn out to be, Nice players and guys that over the next four or five years, you're you're going to follow and Mountaineer fans are going to know really well by the time it's said and done. But, you know, in today's world, if half this group is still with you at the end of their careers, that's probably a pretty high percentage. 50% used to be the bar, but that was even before the transfer realm of today. So it's probably below 50% who become, you know, quality contributors for you out of each class. So... Um, you know, you, you look at this and you go, who's, who's going to be the guy who's going to fall by the wayside. You're, you're never really sure in recruiting and anybody who thinks they have this thing definitely <laughs> figured out, uh, you know, go, go tell college coaches because as they'll tell you, it's an, it's an educated guess. But again, uh, you do like guys that have high level offers from a lot of other quality programs that that's as good a judgment as you can get. 
you mentioned the potential for more guys signing. Uh, how many more do you think we get through the end of camp cycle? Is, is it difficult to predict? And, and you mentioned the quarterback position. Um, once one quarterback gets in the fold, does that kind of decrease the likelihood of adding a second quarterback to the class? Obviously, you, you always keep as you said, to keep a spot open for a top-level guy if they come open. But do you, you do you expect one quarterback and then that'll be the end? Neil said in the past, one per class. Now, again, the world's changed. So if, if all of a sudden you lose a bunch, you have to maybe go add uh, more than one. But probably from the high school ranks, you're talking about one per class. And then if all of a sudden you have a huge need, then you have to start to address it through – the transfer portal situation. Um, in terms of overall numbers this year, uh, you know, it's a, it, it, it looks like about 20 anymore is, is your total number that you're going to sign in December with another 10 to 15 transfers after that. But you're not going to take all 20 of them in the summer mm-hmm. either. So at nine, are you going to get to 15? Most of them are going to come before football season starts because once for high school players, <clears throat> once they start practice, once they start their season, uh, their focus is going to be on that. And they're not going to be nearly as many visits. So you're going to have most of the commitments in today, in today's world are going to come in spring and summer. Uh, so that means, you know, does that mean 12? Does that mean 15, 16? Hard to say for certain. Some of it, the coaches probably don't even know. You, you you take the good one if he's there, but you're going to hold on to a few for later, and then obviously you're always going to hold on to a number for transfers as well. So that's the newest Mountaineer to enter the fold, Zay Jennings, and into the class of 2024, young man from Cincinnati, Ohio. He joins KJ Flo and Brandon Riemann, who are the commitments on Tuesday. So now West Virginia's Class of 2024, currently standing at nine commitments. And uh, one more note before we take a break, Coach Hunter, you and I, uh, Friday, will be able to head over to uh, Milan Pushkar Stadium and uh, get to talk with some of the current Mountaineers as they'll be taking the field for the uh, Country Roads Trust uh, Youth Football Camp. It's the second year uh, of this event. They had it over at uh, uh, Milan Park a year ago and now uh, back at WVU on campus and uh, looking forward to catching up with some of the guys. Yeah, we were both there last year and saw it. A really neat event. Right. I mean, the collective for West Virginia, obviously, this is part of what they're doing to provide funding, NIL funding for for WVU's football players. But, you know, this is a nice event because it's, uh, you know, available free of charge, right, to any youth that want to uh, attend and, you know, look look up. But if you're a parent and you're interested, uh, go go on the that internet's thing out there <laughs> and, and find a way to register. But it's it's really good because the players interact directly with the kids. It's it's a lot of fun. Obviously, we'll get to see them and and talk to the players after it's over. But for those that are participating, I think they have a great great time. I mean, from you know Garrett Green and Nico Marchio all the way down to Doug Nestor and Zach Frazier. I shouldn't put it in that order. That sounds bad. Quarterbacks on top, linemen on the bottom. But they, they'll have a couple dozen Mountaineers uh, in two split sessions as they'll do a morning session with the the fancy boys, the uh, the skill guys, and the, and the big beefy boys, the, the, the linemen. <laughs> 
uh, in the afternoon. So uh, if, if your kid can participate, I'd, I'd certainly encourage that. Yeah, you can check out more information on that uh, at countryroadstrust.com. And they did post a message on their Twitter site that said registration closes tomorrow, which would be Thursday at noon. So a pre-registration required for that event and uh, looking forward to seeing that coming up on Friday. Break to take and we will be joined by the new SSAC Executive Director David Price coming up right after this break. Are you struggling with chronic pain? At the WVU Medicine Center for Integrated Pain Management, we treat the whole person. From back pain and headaches to neuropathy and trauma, we figure out the underlying causes of your pain to develop an individualized plan that provides pain relief and improves your quality of life. Our integrative approach combines the latest medical treatments with behavioral therapy, nutritional counseling, movement therapy, and natural treatments. Visit wvumedicine.org pain. A lifetime warranty for your RV? Yes, Burdett Camping Center has West Virginia's only RV warranty for life. The warranty with no deductible, no maximum term, and it pays 100% of all parts and labor. Just buy your new RV from Burdett Camping. The warranty is totally free, and it covers everything from brake and suspension systems to AC, appliances, and even door handles. True peace of mind forever. Don't throw your money away. Get RV warranty for life only at Burdett Camping Center. BurdettCamping.com. If a fire occurred in your home, would your smoke alarms work? Don't wait for a tragedy to find out. Smoke alarms are designed to give you and your family the precious seconds you need to safely escape. Test your smoke alarms every month by pressing the test button until the alarm sounds. Depending on the type of battery in your smoke alarm, you may need to change the batteries at least once a year or whenever the low battery warning chirps. And never remove the batteries for any reason. Remember, having working smoke alarms is not only a good idea, it's the law. A message from the West Virginia State Fire Marshal's Office. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. More than $33 million in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover 17 different projects, including the completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Cabell Midland winning the Triple-A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3-0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat Tyler Consolidated 10-0. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about in sports, popular culture, tech, and more. We pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the question of the day in or out in Beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. 
What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Welcome back into a Wednesday edition of the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. Joe Bricado and Greg Hunter taking you up till 7 o'clock this evening. And we are privileged to be joined by the new executive director of the WVSSAC, Mr. David Price. David, thanks for taking some time and talking with us this evening. Welcome into the program. Hey, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, you uh, were set to step down as a superintendent for Raleigh County Schools, and then all of a sudden your calendar became quite full once again as you've been uh, named the new executive director of the SSAC. Talk about the process of how that uh, came about and uh, who reached out to you and what it meant to you to be reached out to to hold this position. Well, you know, um, it definitely wasn't in the plan, let me say that, and um but at the same time, about uh, three weeks ago, uh, I was contacted about uh, the opportunity to, uh, if I would be interested and consider it. And uh, after talking with my family and uh, considering it, uh, I decided that uh, it would be a great opportunity. And, you know, timing is everything, um, but uh, just seems to be the next step of the journey. David, what intrigues you about this opportunity the most? Well, again, uh, the last 40 years I had the opportunity to serve students, uh, in various roles in education, and I think this is uh, just another way to continue to do that. Um, uh, you know, it's a very exciting uh, opportunity and challenge, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, it uh, brings me back to what I truly love, and that's uh, athletics and uh, uh, being involved with uh, students and student-athletes. So what's the transition like now over the next couple of weeks as Bernie Dolan is uh, set to step down officially at the end of this month? How often are you uh, working with him and in what ways are you kind of getting uh, acclimated to the position for the uh, official appointment in two weeks? Well, I'm in contact with Bernie and uh, Wayne Ryan and uh, Dr. Cindy Daniel every day uh, in some way, uh, asking questions and uh, getting some clarification and uh, discussing some of the um, upcoming events and uh, uh, things we'll be doing in the next few months. So at the same time, uh, continuing to serve uh, Raleigh County as superintendent uh, every day and uh, be at work and uh, trying, trying to tie up loose ends there and finish some projects that we have going on. So uh, a long day and a busy process, but uh, it's just to be expected. David, you mentioned challenges, and, you know, every job and every life has challenges. And in education, whether you're a teacher or a superintendent, there are plenty there. But seemingly there are a bunch as the executive director of the SSAC. Uh, has Bernie caught you up on this? What's this going to be like? Well, you know, uh, obviously we've had a lot of conversation, but also as a school superintendent, I've been uh, very close to uh, – the changes that are taking place in the SSAC, and I've had the opportunity to serve on the Board of Review for the SSAC for the last five years. So uh, I'm aware of uh, a lot of the challenges, a lot of changes that are taking place. Um, 
but uh, you know, from the seat I'm in now, not in the weeds with it, if you will. But um, uh, when we dive in, uh, get to know it a little better and uh, be able to uh, uh, guide the process. As you mentioned, David, you've been involved in education for four decades in a, in a number of roles as a superintendent, as a teacher, as a coach, as a and um, a number of different roles. But was this always on your radar to some degree, uh, this opportunity at the SSAC, that if it came to you that you really wanted to jump on it? When I was called, just to answer that, when I was called the first morning, I, they asked would I be interested, and I said, well, I've never thought about it, um, to be honest with you. But uh, then after thinking about it and the opportunity it presented uh, to serve in that role, which uh, um, uh, seemed like a no-brainer at the time. <laughs> Um, you know, again, it was never on the radar to that's the ultimate goal. But then again, uh, the ultimate goal was never there to be a superintendent. It's just um, when those opportunities uh, present themselves when you least expect it. So you're not the emperor um, by any stretch. You have a board of review. <laughs> you have a state legislature. You have a lot of other people that are going to ha- have their hands in this pie. But are there some things uh, that you look at and say, you know what, these are changes that I've thought about while I was the superintendent in Raleigh County that I would like to see if I can in- enact? Well, you, again, like I said, when you're on the outside of the arena or in the seats of the arena looking in, there's always something you think that uh, needs to be addressed or changed. Uh, but until you get in and really get to know the process and really get to know the whys, uh, I don't think that uh, you can really address those things uh, because all of those things were put in place for a reason, and you have to understand those reasons uh, in the office and what's going on before you can uh, – say, well, we do need to change that. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there are some things as we look at it, uh, obviously some things on the horizon that we'll be addressing soon. Uh, this year there will be reclassification of uh, the four uh, classes, and uh, you know, all the regions and sections will have to be redesigned. So there's a lot of work to be done just in that process alone. We're joined by the new executive director of the WVSSAC, David Price. And since you uh, jump perfectly into the next question that I was going to ask you, the one of the first things that's, that's going to come up on your desk is reclassification, the new sectional and regional alignments coming up for the next cycle, which will start a year from now, and the potential to add a fourth class uh, to a number of different sports that's already gone through the Board of Control when they met uh, back in April. Uh, Obviously, as uh, Greg said, you know, you are not the lone decision maker when it comes to all this, but what is your view in terms of what sports you think we could eventually see extend to four class in, four classes in addition to basketball, which we already have? Well, you know, we all know what the conversations have been, and when we get to that point, we'll be able to discuss that more. But uh, I think when the Board of Control met, I think they made it very clear to take a look at uh, most of the sports and uh, and we'll take a good close look at that uh, with the committees and uh, within the office and uh, see where all that lands soon. So, David, another thing you, you're charged to implement, but don't you know? You, you can have your opinion one way or the other. The transfer situation that is was passed by the legislature this past session, uh, allowing high school athletes the opportunity to transfer once without penalty. What, just your opinion of that as a superintendent. What did you think? You know, I've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of principals and a lot of coaches through this process. And um, to this point, whether you're on the receiving end of this or the uh, end that uh, students are transferring from, I haven't talked to anyone. And I, make no mistake, I haven't talked to everyone. But I haven't talked to anyone who likes this. 
they think it uh, could be uh, bad for high school athletics. Um, you know, it's um, I'll call it the Wild West. I heard a friend of mine referred to it as that. Um, there will be some unintended consequences with this eventually. And, um, you know, I think in the legislature when uh, they passed this, uh, one of the uh, senators who introduced it said that most students transfer because of uh, academic reasons. Well, having been at this for 40 years, um, I can say that there are students who transfer for academic reasons. There's no question about it. But in a lot of cases, most are transferring because of athletic reasons and use academic reasons as the reason. And, um, you know, I think it can be uh, harmful. Interscholastic sports uh, were designed for, the, uh, for students to represent their school and community. And now, um, you know, it's concerning that it's turned more into uh, what summer leagues and travel ball and all this other stuff has turned into. And, um, you know, if not careful, we could lose uh, uh, interscholastic, the interscholastic meaning, if you will, and um, representing your school and community, which I think is very important, and we keep that integrity. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll work through it and uh, hopefully be able to uh, make some modifications to the process and, uh, you know, get some structure to it so it's just not uh, go as you please. David Price is our guest, the new SSAC executive director. And, and David, you're you're in, entering a unique position because obviously you have your own personal views on every issue that comes across your desk in Scholastic Athletics. But at the same time, you're also a representative of the membership and ultimately uh, the board of control, which is comprised of the member schools, can make recommendations. And those recommendations may not necessarily jive with what your personal views are. How do you kind of strike that balance there when it comes to some of the uh, issues that are going to be coming forward? Well, as always, I'm here to serve, and that's uh, what I think the role is here. And I'm, like you said, I'm a representative of the membership, and uh, I always discuss uh, the points of how it can affect and what are the uh, what can be the unintended consequences of any decision or rule that's made. Uh, but at the same time, whatever decisions are made, um, uh, that's what we're here to do is uh, to represent and serve, and uh, that's the role of the executive director. Another opinion question here then. So the four classifications that Joe mentioned a little while ago, that you know, it's not just broken down anymore by pure enrollment. There are other things in there as well. Do you like that aspect? Is that something that you, you're, you're comfortable with, or would you like to push for some change there and how that's structured? Well, I know there's been some modifications to it here over the past uh, few years and continue to work through it. So, uh, uh, you know, to give you the... Uh, short answer of that, um, I'm sure there will be more modifications to come as we look at it to uh, kind of refine the process. Um, you know, it's one that uh, I think uh, people are still trying to understand fully of how all of these uh, components play into the formula. And um, so uh, we'll continue to look at that and uh, uh, modify it as necessary if the membership so chooses. So back into your background a little bit. You're a native of Boone County and a graduate of Marshall University. Uh, give us your coaching background. I understand football and baseball were your, your sports at Scott High School. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, started a long time ago at Van High School with uh, Bob Mollett, uh, Steve Bradley, and Doug Cox there uh, coaching uh, right out of college. And then I uh, went to Scott High School and uh, served there as an assistant football coach, assistant baseball coach for uh, 15 years with uh, – in football with uh, coaches uh, Jim Booth, Bob Mullett, and Doug Cox, and uh, coached uh, with longtime friend uh, Jeff Nelson, uh, former teammate and uh, 
we uh, were able to uh, win a state championship in 1996, being the smallest AAA uh, school in the state that year. Uh, great uh, tournament run there. Ended up beating Fairmont 5-4 to four in that state championship game. It was a very exciting night and uh, still the only state championship in school history. But uh, to pull it off, being the smallest AAA school in the state, beating uh, some of the largest, it was a, a great feat. We had some great athletes and uh, just uh, a fun time. So you, I heard an interview that you gave with uh, Keith Thompson yesterday, shortly after the, uh, the the news broke, and you said you were looking forward to, to getting to see some more Marshall University games. Are, do, are you, do you still find a way to work that into your schedule, even though you're you're not entering your uh, retirement, you're entering another uh, uh, position with a lot of responsibility? You know, um, there always has to be time and a good balance. And uh, my wife and I have had season tickets uh, for many, many years, and still have those, and continue to go there and uh, we'll also make the trip to Morgantown as well. Um, uh, you know, we went up to WVU, have a uh, family that lives there, my son and his family, and we went up there to visit them and go to games as well. So uh, we look forward to those uh, football Saturdays as well as football Friday nights. Yeah, sure. well, your position, I know you're going to do, do a lot of traveling. You, you can't just sit in the office uh, in that job. you got to be at, at games and events all over the place as well. And now you got to find a, a new house. I, I doubt you're commuting from Raleigh County to Wood County. Uh, no, actually, I live in South Charleston, so I'll be commuting from Kanawha County. Oh, to, uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. It, it so, split the difference. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, just traveling 77 in a different direction. No, not too shabby. And then lastly, Dave, and very much uh, appreciate your time. As you enter this position officially on July 1, do you go in? Do you already have uh, an agenda of things you immediately want to accomplish within the office, or is it more of a, a wait-and-see approach uh, as you kind of transition into the position? Well, you know, having uh, been in a leadership role for many years and transitioned uh, from assistant principal to principal uh, into assistant superintendent superintendent, you learn one thing. You don't go in and make a bunch of changes right off the bat. You have to uh, figure out what's going on first, know everybody's role, get to know people, uh, develop those relationships, uh, see what everyone's role is, and then uh, take a look at the structure and see what uh, changes need to be made and put your thumbprint on it. And uh, so it will take some time to do that. Uh, like we have talked earlier, uh, great staffing process or in uh, a place at uh, WDSSAC with uh, Dr. Cindy Daniel and Wayne Ryan up there, uh, and you know, obviously be uh, filling the uh, position of the late Greg Reed, who did an outstanding job. And um, so we're excited about getting started with them and uh, having some meetings and uh, working with the staff and uh, getting out around the state and uh, getting things started. We'll um, early or late July, early August to be here before you know it and uh, be having a fall sports meetings and uh, excited about getting started. Yeah, we're certainly excited for the uh, new start of the academic year in August, and uh, we appreciate you carving out uh, some time for us this evening, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck as you uh, enter the post on July 1. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks very much. That's David Price, the new executive director of the WVSSAC, set to take over for Bernie Dolan at the end of the month. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Price, certainly with a number of uh, issues on his plate, and you hit on a couple of them uh, with student-athlete transfers, uh, the four classes, which will be implemented into uh, a couple of new sports. And uh, we thought that that might come up on the State Board of Education agenda today. It did not uh, may come up in July, but uh, certainly a number of uh, interesting issues uh, in uh, high school athletics throughout the state uh, on the agenda soon. Yeah, absolutely. There always seem to be something very uh, integral uh, in, in decisions each year, but those are 
those are two huge ones that I'm not saying they're done deals, but look like they're well down the road. So we'll see. And, you know, I like the interview with, with Mr. Price, very good. Uh, I know that Metro News, they, we do the football kickoff, or we, you guys, more so than I, uh, have the football kickoff. And it's at Doddridge County this year? Doddridge County. I was actually just there last night, and they are uh, very excited. They are hosting St. Mary's. It's the WVSSAC kickoff classic against St. Mary's. It's a new game on the schedule this year, and it, it's interesting, uh, the, the kickoff date. It's a Wednesday, August 23rd. Why well, You may ask why it's Wednesday. Usually we have the game on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, – a Pirates evening game, uh, and so we always try to get the game on uh, AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. So there was a Thursday night conflict with the Pirates. Schools agreed to play on Wednesday, which means that on the first week of high school football, and yes, uh, in my nerdy <laughs> nerdy moments when I look ahead at You've these types of this, things, huh? there's we'll have games on Wednesday, a bunch of games on Thursday, obviously a full slate on Friday, and uh, there's also a couple of Saturday games. Martinsburg will open up uh, the return of the Dave Walker era on Saturday. So, uh, yes. That schedule for me is already uh, scribbled in on the uh, notepad section on the laptop here. I know, I know Metro News has done that for a number of years, and we've usually done Sportsline on location mm-hmm. uh, with those. And often Bernie Dolan has joined us uh, more often than not. So hopefully Dave Price will be able to sit down with us live at, at Doddridge County in the pregame moments. It's always been a really fun event. Heck, I remember, I, I don't know if it was the first one, but we did – Fairmont senior and RCB mm-hmm. from East West Stadium in Dante Stills' senior year. So yep. uh, now he's graduated from WVU and on to the NFL. So we've been doing that for a number of years, and they've all been really good. So, I'm not mistaken. That was the day that Dante committed yeah, to that uh, afternoon to, to WVU. he committed, and then yep. we got. I, I think we bypassed uh, the SSAC commissioner then because we had Dante come over in the midst <laughs> of the pregame, and uh, polar bears won easily, or we could have gotten in, in in a lot of hut. Hot water for having uh, a student athlete on uh, in the midst of pregame warmups. Interesting. Uh, Coach Burnside mentioned yesterday that we broadcast the uh, regular season game. It was a week five game back in 2019 against Ritchie County when they hosted uh, Ritchie County on a Thursday night. Said, uh, despite the broadcast, which you may think might hurt attendance a mm-hmm. little bit, says that in his mind was the most heavily attended game. Now, obviously, both those teams were really good that yeah. year. That was the year the Dodgers got to the Super Six. Ritchie County was just starting their run, but. Uh, we're expecting a great crowd and a great atmosphere, and uh, very much looking forward I've, to that yeah. August 23rd I've game. not been to that facility since they've done all the work, but I hear it is mm-hmm. gorgeous. I look forward to being down there. Yeah, fantastic facility, uh, which was built uh, five years ago, if I'm not mistaken now, and uh, you know, all, all turf field and uh, turf baseball, turf softball. They even have a turf uh, shot put pit uh, for the track team, which obviously that's a – the track team is uh, very big uh, for both of those uh, Doddridge County programs. Text lines are open if you have recruiting questions or any other type of questions for Coach Hunter. The text line at 304-TALK-304. That's 304-825-5304. Be sure to join us on the text line, and we will return right after this on the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. What is community risk reduction, or CRR as you've probably heard it? Community risk reduction means checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're working properly. It means having a plan in case of an emergency. It means being vigilant and checking on your neighbors. Community risk reduction is not a new program. It's a mindset change. If it's predictable, it's preventable. The CRR approach increases public safety because of the collective work with the community to understand, assess, and provide inclusive solutions to community safety issues. Brought to you by the Office of the State Fire Marshal. 
We are there for you to care for you at the health plan. The health plan is still growing, giving you a large network of doctors, friendly and helpful customer service representatives, and competitive, flexible pricing plans that meet your needs. Log on to healthplan.org for more information. We are there for you to care for you at the health plan. We are here for Get ready for sizzling summer savings at Freeth Pharmacy. From sunscreen to allergy relief, we've got you covered. Swim goggles? Check. Beach towels? Check. How about earbuds for listening to your favorite tunes by the pool or on the beach? Check. We're more than just a pharmacy. Freeth is your summer headquarters for summer everything. You can find all your summer needs and wants at great savings. Visit FreethPharmacy.com. Freeth Pharmacy, your hometown family pharmacy for summer and every day. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Kerry Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. More than $33 million in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover 17 different projects, including including the completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Cabell Midland winning the Triple-A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3-0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat Tyler Consolidated 10-0. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about in sports, popular culture, tech, and more. We pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the question of the day in or out in Beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the mountain state, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. The most advanced tools in pediatric surgery are at the hands of surgeons found at the WVU Medicine Children's. The skill of these pediatric surgeons has earned the national recognition for quality care and innovation. The Centers of Excellence at WVU Medicine Children's Hospital bring together the medical, surgical, and support services your family needs all under one roof, making it the premier destination for diagnosis and treatment of even the most serious conditions. At WVU Medicine Children's, they are with you every step of the way. To learn more, visit wvukids.com 
slash surgery. We thank David Price for joining us in our previous segment. Taylor Kennedy and Connor Lemley are producers for this evening's show. To the text lines we go, and if you want to join us on the text line, as a couple others have, feel free to do so at 304-TALK-304. That's 304-825-5304. Reagan Lake Norman checking in. Well, there's been so much denial from the Pac-12 and the Big 12 movers and shakers this week that there's been no recent conversations about realignment. It just seems inevitable that an announcement that the Pac-12 schools are jumping ship is forthcoming very soon, doesn't it? Again, that's Greg from Lake Norman. What do you think? I don't know if I'd say it's it's imminent. I mean, I, I think I think it's a flip of the coin. I think it's 50-50 right now. But I don't think, I mean, again, I, do I have more insight than others? I mean, obviously I pay attention, but I don't think there are people – in athletic departments at a lot of those schools that know exactly, maybe presidents at those schools that know. Brad's talked about that a lot, uh, how often those in the room still are uncertain because the Pac-12 has not revealed even to the upper crust in that league, the officials, what exactly their media package is going to entail. And until you find that out, I don't think you can say for certain. Now, the fact that they haven't come out with this already leads me to think this thing may not be very good. If they had a really strong number, I think mm. they'd have that out there and they'd be moving forward. So you wonder why it's not out there. And if it's a weak number, there are going to be teams that are going to look to leave. There are going to be teams that not only look but do leave. Yeah, understandably so. Uh <laughs> The, yeah, the fact that there's not even not even necessarily the number, but the package itself and some of the details of the package where the games may be featured. But if you're talking a, a streaming package or a package with low visibility, yeah, that's obviously uh, that's very difficult for those uh, remaining Pac-12 schools. I'm I'm all in on anarchy because it looks like the Big 12 is in great shape. So as long as the anarchy doesn't involve uh, you know the Big 12 breaking up in any way. Let's have some anarchy. Let's go to 20 teams. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you know, at, the, at this at this point, um, once we got to the point where you couldn't play everybody in a round robin format for a double round robin for basketball and a round robin for football, okay, blow it all up and go to twenty. I, I wrote this in the Blue Gold News not that long ago. I mean, my thought is that eventually it may be thirty because you're going to take what's left over the ACC after. Four of those teams split off, two to the SEC, two to the Big Ten. You're going to get whatever is left over from uh, the Pac-12, and then the Big Big 12 is going to take them all and try to form a giant league to fight the, the behemoths with numbers. I, I got no idea if that will ever happen. That's just was my projection, but uh, that makes as much sense to me still as, as anything. And that, that's not going to happen tomorrow, but 10, 15 years from now, who knows? This is a great preface to a text message. Here's something you're not going to agree with, which is a good way to start. <laughs> and in this case, I, I, I agree that we disagree. But I, the texter says, I spent a day looking at all the parameters. Memphis should have been selected over Cincinnati per, for Big 12 expansion. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. Brett Yormark came out and said – that he's not had any conversations with Memphis. No, and, you know, I, I'm not going to deride Memphis. Um, you know, a couple things come to my mind. Uh, West Virginia needed a travel partner. You're talking about a team that in Cincinnati that's 300 miles away uh, from one in Memphis that's 750, 800, basically the same as what you're dealing with at Ames right now. So West Virginia still would be, you know, a 12- to 14-hour drive 
from their nearest Big 12 partner. Um, Cincinnati is a bigger TV market than is Memphis. Um, you know, athletically, uh, you know, we can argue that. I, I, you know, I, Memphis has been fine. Cincinnati's had top-end football teams uh, more so than Memphis. But, okay, just say they're both a wash. The other things, to me, make the uh, make the Bearcats much, much more attractive. And I'm looking this through West Virginia's lens. Stephen Philippi, we'll get to your text coming up after this quick break on the CityNet statewide sports line. West Virginians owe a big thank you to the State Public Service Commission for their efforts to keep the Pleasance coal-fired power plant operational. The commission reviewed comprehensive expert testimony in areas of resource adequacy, capacity factors, reliability, economics, reasonable alternatives, and the cost of comparable electric generation. The commission unanimously ordered First Energy and Mon Power to continue their due diligence while keeping the Pleasance power plant in a state of readiness without causing any layoffs or individual hardships to state residents. This is a win-win for everyone involved. While some state manufacturers joined with the Sierra Club and climate extremists to advocate the premature closure of the plant, we are proud of the tremendous response from all friends of coal and coal-fired power workers who voiced their support for keeping Pleasance open. The Public Service Commission has become the most deliberative and judicious body across state government, and we appreciate their efforts. A message from the friends of coal. Does your business have a mobile workforce? Employees love it, but you know it can be challenging to keep them connected, productive, and secure. CityNet's mobile workforce solutions give businesses the tools to stay connected and productive even when employees are on the go. Mobile security and device management, secure remote access, cloud-based collaboration tools, and more. We have solutions for your needs and budget. Call us today at 844-CITYNET or visit us at citynet.net. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. More than $33 million in infrastructure grants will help some long-talked-about projects in West Virginia. Governor Jim Justice announced the grants from the West Virginia Water Development Authority last week that will cover 17 different projects, including including the completion of the Clay County Courthouse Annex. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Cabell Midland winning the Triple-A State Championship claims its first championship in baseball in 20 years. Winfield beat Kaiser 3-0. First baseball championship for Winfield in 21 years. Wahama beat Tyler Consolidated 10-0. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wbmetronews.com. Weekdays at 3 on Hotline, we talk about what you're talking about in sports, popular culture, tech, and more. We pepper our daily lineup with renowned local and national guests with authoritative perspectives on a wide variety of topics from high school sports to Hollywood and the financial markets. Every day, Coop and I have irreverent discussions with you using texts and tweets, plus our exclusive content like the question of the day in or out in Beer Friday. Metro News Hotline, weekdays on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. 
What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the Mountain State, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Final segment on the CityNet statewide sports line coming to you from the Health Plan Studio. The Health Plan provides health coverage options and has been the most trusted carrier for over 40 years. Back to the text line, Stephen Phillippe checking in. And Coach Hunter, I know you guys talked about this yesterday. Steve asking if he had any favorite Stan Saverin story that he told you guys in person. There's one thing I can add to that, Steve, uh, and I shared this on Twitter when uh, news of his passing the other night uh, came about. Uh, back in my local uh, television days uh, during the 2006 NCAA tournament game in Atlanta between WVU and Texas. It's also known as the Kenton Paulino game, but yeah. that's, uh, that, that, that's, you have uh, to go there. that's not okay. germane to the uh, topic of discussion, but uh, I had a chance to do a, a pregame story for sports beat, which was his show with uh, guy junker. And uh, it was uh, probably the largest audience that I ever had uh, for a local TV uh, uh, appearance at that time. And, uh, Nervous, as you could probably imagine, <laughs> going into that. Never spoken with Stan at all. That was the first time on air, but uh, he uh, walked me through it. It was great, and at the end said, uh, great report, Joe, and uh, that meant about uh, as much to a, a young broadcaster as uh, as you could imagine. So, uh, yeah, terribly unfortunate and sad uh, Stan's passing, but uh, we've seen uh, over the, the past day and a half a lot of great remembrances of Stan. Yeah, uh, certainly was an icon in, in, in Pittsburgh and in the entire market, which includes North Central West Virginia or at least down to Morgantown, um, you know, in, in, in terms of the coverage that he, he provided. I didn't have a whole lot of interaction. I was at, you know, various WVU pit games and things like that uh, that he also attended, but I'll admit I, I didn't have a lot. But uh, everybody I know who knows him spoke highly of him, so certainly sad in his passing. A couple more notes before we leave you. Former Mountaineer pitcher Ben Hampton has announced his transfer destination. He has verbally committed to join TCU following the same path of Austin Davis a year ago and J.J. Weatherhold, another All-American honor. He has been named to the first-team All-American honors by the NCBWA, third player in program history to earn that alongside Jed Jerko and Alec Manoa. Coach Hunter, as always, a quick hour during this show, but enjoyed it as always. Thank you for coming in. And we'll be joining you throughout the week with more coverage of the three-week high school workout window. So be sure to stay to that at WVMetroNews.com. Thanks to our producers, Taylor and Connor. And thanks to David Price, the new SSAC Executive Director, for calling in. And thank you for tuning in to the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. From the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.